Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Week 7 has passed us by and with it, it brought some huge surprises, not least the absolute abysmal showing from the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> crikey, yeah, could have really done with Pat Mahomes showing up for a lot of people that week. But there are some kind of outstanding players that, that surprise us in a good way as well. So uh, I guess we'll crack on with, with our top 10 for the week. But before we do, how how do we find you, Jack? You you are off, coming on in off the back of another another victory. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely ecstatic. This might be the happiest I've ever been, so hopefully that conveys <laughs> in my tone today. But yeah, massive win, big eye score. All my players went off, so life couldn't be better. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's it just we'll get to it later when we discuss our, our dynasty uh, league. But you took the number two spot on all-time high score, which uh, yeah, very, very well, excellent feat basically. So well done for that, but. We'll uh, we'll get to that later. We'll start off with our top ten players from the from the week before points wise, and leading the charge at the top is the kind of golden boy for the year, I guess the 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 man who no one saw coming uh, in Cooper Cup, who hit thirty nine fantasy points. Oh. Uh, so he had ten receptions on thirteen targets with one hundred and fifty six yards and another two touchdowns to add to his already quite high tally on the year. Yeah, I'm not, I mean that's it. it's 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 the touchdowns, it's the it's the rapport with he seems to have with Stafford. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but you know the targets on the year, the receptions on the year, he leads the league pretty much in all receiving statistical categories. Um, and obviously Stafford's playing at an MVP level as well. So this is this is something I don't see changing. To be honest. No, I mean he is he is the undisputed wide receiver one on that team, which. Uh, you know, he's great for, great for cup owners everywhere because, yeah, yes, I think everyone is. everyone was expecting Woods <laughs> to probably take that position and he didn't. So, uh, so Cup has been, he's just been on fire all season. He's definitely going to get a lot of people up into that playoff spot easily just because, you know, where he was drafted, no one thought he'd be the 100%. wide receiver one. You know, you talk about Devante Adams or Stefan Diggs or Calvin Ridley. I mean, Calvin Ridley's down 45th, I think, overall yep. on the year, which is just mind-boggling. So, yeah, next up, another one of your boys oh. uh, from Dynasty, um, Jamar Chase. He's he's once again saying hello to us in the top 10. Rookie of the year season, it really. I don't think anyone can dispute it. No, yeah, r- r- offensive rookie of the year locked in. He's he said he'd break all these records. You know, a few people were skeptical when he was dropping balls, and he said he couldn't see it, which was a concern. <laughs> Me myself, as a as a chase owner in Dynasty, I was never worried. Never worried. Never. No, <laughs> you never you never spoke ill of him at all, or yeah, never expressed any worry. <laughs> but he's just he's playing fantastically week in week out. Um, you know, either has loads of yards or he has the long touchdowns. I mean, the one against the Ravens was just spectacular. A little 10-yard slant route. He broke about four tackles, um, which is fantastic to see. And I think if Burrow's playing well, Chase is obviously now he, he's the undisputed wide receiver one on the team. The other two aren't getting as much of a look in. Yeah, I mean, well, 201 yards is exceptional. <laughs> <Touching> <laughs> yeah. um, and that's only on eight receptions on 10 targets and obviously the touchdown to, to boot. But 201 yards, you don't often see any player break 200 yards unless they're obviously throwing the ball as a QB. But what a what a game for him. 36 points, didn't quite get to Cup standard, but that's mainly just due to, due to PPR scoring and the fact that Cup had an additional touchdown. But uh, as far as his, his game 
like this week went, you can't really go wrong with uh, with the performance he put up. So yeah, great one for Chase Owners as well. Uh, number three, we get our first running back of the top ten in Alvin Kamara, who put up another fantastic game. And again, he was playing more like a, uh, a wide receiver well, on this yeah. one. Uh, 128 yards from 10 receptions. He was targeted 11 times. He had a touchdown in the air and uh, 20 rushing attempts for 51 yards. So it seems the the Seahawks kind of held him at bay from a from an offensive on the ground perspective, but uh, they. they they couldn't do anything in the air, could they? Um, no, he's, yeah. I mean, Kamara's, you know, obviously he's he's pretty close to CMC in terms of that receiving ability. Um, he, I think he had like 110 yards at the half receiving or something ridiculous like that. And then obviously the touchdown from Winston. Um, obviously the Saints are always going to be a bit hit or miss because Winston just, you know, it's just an absolute roller coaster every time he's... he touches the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, even on the touchdown pass, he fumbled the snap. So it's... <laughs> um, but the, um, but obviously Kamara is obviously with you know Thomas out and everything he is I mean he is pretty much their entire offense so hopefully more to come from this. Yeah, I mean, um, well Thomas is due back fairly soon I think in the next five weeks. Yeah. Um, if if sort of rumors are true, so maybe we'll see a downtick in Kamara's production. But for the moment he's uh, he's a fantastic asset to have on your team. Um. So yeah, in in our dynasty league, you owned all three of those players. All three. I mean, that tells you everything, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, good job, very good job. I don't even know if any of mine were in the top ten. It was quite a big showing from me. Um, still managed to win, luckily. And number four, we have uh, a buccaneer in Mike Evans, thirty-two points, uh, six receptions on ten targets for seventy-six. Uh, Yards and three touchdowns, one of which is Tom Brady's 600th touchdown. <laughs> and and the man gave the ball to a guy in the crowd who uh, made off like a like a bandit with the, the sort of compensation package you receive to give the ball back. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like over $100,000 worth of, of goodies, including a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin. From, from Tom Brady. <laughs> so, yeah, well done to that guy. He practically won the lottery, but yeah. All came from from Mike Evans' fantastic performance this week. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Evans. Obviously, he's he started his career with was it seven straight one thousand yard seasons. So you know, we know the guy can play. Um, obviously, this week it was it was his week in that Buccaneers receiving core. Um, and obviously Brady just they just shredded the Bears. The Bears were utterly dreadful. So yeah, Evans, the uh, recipient of all those good throws from Brady, and yeah, the the six hundredth ball was just it was hilarious to witness. I'm not sure if he'd have made out with more if he just sold it privately, but we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess he'd be. I think people would fr- be frowning upon him. Oh, really, he'd be hated. He'd be he, hated if he kept it. He, <laughs> yeah. he really would be. You don't say no to Brady. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, especially when he's won your team the Super Bowl the year before. Yeah. Um, so next up, we get our first quarterback. As as we were saying, if if Jamar Chase is having a good day, you can expect this to be having a good day too. And it's uh, Joe Burrow who. Uh, had one rushing attempt, didn't really do anything with it. Uh, 20 completions on 38 attempts for 416 yards Oof. and three touchdowns. So it was a very good day at the office for Mr. Burrow there. Yeah, very good game. I must admit when we were discussing the um, the predictions, I didn't think this game would go quite this way. I was never going to write the Bengals off, but I mean, you know, to beat them 41-17 is, you know, no one saw that coming. 
Burrow yeah. just yeah, he just flat out outplayed Jackson. Um and yeah, I mean obviously chased two hundred yards. CJ's armor as well had two touchdowns. It was just yeah, the Bengals were just all over them. Yeah, it it was a bit of a bit of a rout really. Um but yeah, the Bengals. What we were saying in preseason, weren't we? That the Bengals are, do have a very nice kind of offense set set up now, and we were we nice were kind of predicting team. that. Yeah, as you say, yeah. young team. We were predicting that they'd have that kind of that fire and desire to win, and and they had the tools to do so. And it's it, this is one of those games that just proves that you can't sleep on the Bengals. You know, they are a very good team, and when they're clicking, uh, it, it's excellent to watch. I think Chase is just the kind of the final piece of that offensive puzzle yep. really for them now. Um, it's, yeah, it's a great offense. And then next up uh, we have our first, uh, oh no, I thought it was our first running back there. I was going to be surprised, but I, I missed, missed dear old Kamara. He, he, he's already been, hasn't he? We've got DeAndre Swift uh, coming in there yeah. with uh, 29 points, which is, again, another good score there. So that's 13 attempts uh, for 48 yards and then he again high high feature in the passing game with uh, eight receptions 10 for 10 uh, on 10 targets with 96 yards didn't quite make the 100 and a touchdown but I mean he did enough to help a lot of fantasy uh, managers out there and uh, yeah he was he was the kind of final nail in the coffin for me um in in our regular <laughs> league as he just tore off that crazy long run and yeah that was that was it <laughs> it was all over for me at that point yeah i mean yeah swift he's i must admit he's one of my one of my favorite players he seems to be just an absolute monster in the receiving game and he, even though the lines in general are pretty dreadful Swift does keep putting on these performances, so um, yeah, brilliant news for for Swift owners. Um, even if Detroit do continue to be absolutely dreadful, yeah, he's a he's a he's just a bright spot on that offense, yeah. isn't he? Compared to literally everybody else. <laughs> um, so yeah, long may it last. I think my only worry with Swift is because he is taking on such a heavy workload that there is the possibility of injuries there, and yeah, you know they need to keep. Before. He has. They need to keep an eye on him. They need to keep him safe. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he just keeps producing, so why would they not feed the ball to him? Next up, uh, we have, we're going back to wide receiver now, and we have AJ Brown. Put up a nice score of 28 points, and that's from eight receptions from nine targets. Uh, 133 yards, very nice, oh. and a touchdown there as well. Oh, thank you. I've, I've been waiting on this all season in Dynasty. Starting him almost every week, except the week he was out, and he's just been dreadful, but I knew it would come. Um, he has it in his locker, doesn't he? You, yeah, you, I mean, he's, it, he's a yeah. top 10 receiver for me. Um, you know, he's coming off two fantastic seasons to start his career. He, he just needed to get going. And I think the good news, especially with the targets, is, is even though Julio Jones is obviously still a fairly solid player, AJ Brown is definitely the one on that team. So if they, you know, if they're getting the play action pass going with Henry, AJ Brown, as long as he's healthy, he's, he's going to start to start to pick it up and produce more weeks like this. And he's younger, you know. Um, he's going to be there around a lot longer. Yep, only twenty-four. You know, much, much longer. So you know, you you want to build that rapport with him and make him the focal point of your offense. Exactly. But, it's a, it's a very tricky thing to do when Derek Henry's on the team, uh, but no, he's he's definitely a player to to keep an eye on, and as you say, he's worth starting, and it's good to see that he he broke out uh, this week. 
So yeah, yet another one of the top ten players uh, that were featured on your dynasty team yes. this week. And we're not <laughs> over yet. There is another wonderful couple of players who who also features. But first, we go over to uh, to a name that we've not said as often as uh, I'd I thought we would. Um, he's appeared a couple of times, but Terry McLaurin uh, was was the next player there. Yeah, McLaurin had a obviously you know Washington got pretty handily beaten twenty four ten by. By Green Bay, but McLaurin put put up the only offensive stat line seven for one twenty two and a touchdown. Um, he seems to have a pretty good rapport with Heineke in general. Um, but yeah, we we haven't seen him in the top ten as much as I'd like. He has had a couple of quiet weeks. Um, two weeks before, he only did four for twenty eight, no touchdowns, four for forty six. Um, so hopefully he picks up. But yeah, it's it's always going to be inconsistent. I think with the the offense not being very good on the whole. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it, it was it was a good good game for him, and and Heineke I think made up for a, a kind of lackluster week yeah. last week by coming back and being fairly fairly competent this week, which is good to see. Um, so yeah, nice nice little appearance from McLaurin there. Next up, yet another one of your players, uh, Matt Stafford, um, oh. who obviously played very very well. We'll start with his, his rushing attempts. There, there were two attempts for minus two yards, which I think <laughs> is the only bad thing about this stat line because then we head on over to his passing game. 41 attempts with 28 completions, 334 yards oh. and three touchdowns. And that all bundled together for a 27-point game from uh, Stafford there. Yeah, fantastic performance. Obviously, we've already talked about Cup. The bulk of it went there. But, you know, he, he spread the ball around nicely. Six to Woods, five to Higby four to Jefferson and a touchdown. You know, Stafford is he's proving what I thought he was when he would leave Detroit and he's he is he's proving that he is that calibre of player. Um, you know, a lot of people always said if he wasn't in such a dreadful situation he would, you know, be that playoff, maybe even Super Bowl quarterback. And he is at the minute he is playing at an MVP level, so yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, as as far as quarterbacks are concerned, he is number six, um, which is around where we had him in our in our preseason rankings. I believe so. I think yeah, we both sort of thought that he was that good, and it's nice to see that he's he's proving that he's just he's just fit into that offense like you know it's like, like a glove yeah. to him. It's, it's it is it's incredible to see. And then we have our number ten player, uh, another quarterback, surprising one. Didn't necessarily think that we'd see him in the top ten, but uh, Tua Tagovailoa is. Number 10, uh, he had four rushing attempts for 29 yards, 40 passing attempts, 32 completions, which, you know, pretty good p- completion pretty percentage good there. And uh, 291 yards, but where he really was quite outstanding this week is with four touchdowns. Yeah, I am. Um, I must admit that I, I, they were they were very unlucky to lose this one to, to a for me, did did outplay Matt Ryan. Obviously, I know the, the Falcons in the end uh, managed to get down the field and um, and kick the field goal to win it. But, um, yeah, the, the the two games, two has been back since injury. He has he has looked very good to me. Obviously, they've just been unfortunate not to get the wins. But from a fantasy perspective, yeah, very, very strong. I think his biggest issue is probably turnovers um, yeah. with, you know, first game back against Jacksonville, two touchdowns, but that was... Also accompanied by an inception, so it's kind of a two to one, and then he had another two to one really because it was four, four touchdowns to two. but two again. So I think if he can keep the ball <laughs> with his players, then 
uh, it's going to be much easier for him to win. And uh, I do think it's it's those turnovers that are going to cost them. So yeah. he just needs to be a little bit more careful with the ball because as we as we can see, you know, four touchdowns is an outstanding week for oh, any yeah. quarterback. Um, but you've just got to keep the ball. You know, it doesn't matter how many points you put up if you're giving just as many away. So. Um, but promising, and I mean, I always want him to play well because I want Jalen Waddle to play well. So ah, ah. Uh, I was pretty happy with that. So that's our top ten. Um, are there any kind of other notable exceptions that you'd like to you'd like to bring up? Um, before yeah, I we think, proceed. I mean, I've, I think in terms of fantasy, maybe not so much. But I mean, I've actually no. Deontay Harris Patriots, as we rightly predicted, the Patriots absolutely thrashed the Jets, um, <laughs> 50, 54 to thirteen. You know, Crazy. Harris put up one hundred and six yards and two touchdowns, um, which is a nice little performance. We said he was worth a start in the last episode. Um, interesting scoreline, I thought, in the Giants game. I really didn't think the Panthers would only score three points, but. As it turns out, maybe Sam Darnold is just that bad. Um, he didn't do well. It was it was a pretty poor game, and you know Dan, Daniel Jones worth a shout out. He had he had no turnovers and that OBJ esque catch, which was quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from that, I think yeah the top ten we've we've pretty much covered, and those are the only ones I'd really shout out unless you've got any. Um, not really. I think I think every. Yeah, it was nice to see a decent... Actually, yeah, there is a shout-out for me. Kyle Pitts, it was nice to see a good performance from him yeah. again. Especially after all the preseason hype, you know, he kind of started off fairly steadily. Uh, we obviously were, were kind of singing his praises week five when he had that 27, uh, well, practically 28-point game against the Jets, which obviously you expect against the Jets. But, <laughs> you know, against Miami, 24.3, it, it was a good score. So so the past, you know, his past two games, he's actually been, been playing really well and outscoring uh, Calvin Ridley, which uh, is quite frustrating for, for Ridley. Yeah. Think, but, <laughs> you know, he, he is becoming a very, very key and, and focal point on that, that offense, which, yeah, I was doubting him. I'm not going to lie at the start of the season. Mm, yeah. I did think that there was a lot of kind of people blowing smoke, but it does seem like uh, there's actually some substance to uh, to his talent. So, yeah, it's good to see that he's he's putting on some good performances. Um, Okie dokie. I guess we'll we'll kind of move on to, to the week eight, uh, week eight matchups. Um, oh, unless there's any other, any, any final, final thoughts on last week? Um, I think I mean I'm trying to think. Actually, yeah, no, there is one more I mentioned because it did he did help me in a few leagues. Um, um don't like bringing it up because the Broncos lost, but um, filling in for obviously injured Chubb and Hunt, Dearness Johnson putting up a nearly 150 yards and a touchdown. Whew. Um, and his first career start was was pretty impressive. Got a shout out from LeBron James, which I bet he was uh he was pretty buzzing with. Um, but yeah, he he. he was a waiver wire pickup of mine in a couple of leagues, and he, he did he did put up a, a twenty five point performance. So yeah, worth a shout out there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, we'll crack on with with next week. So we've got quite an exciting game actually coming up uh, for Thursday night football. Which um, I'm staying up for this. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm somewhat tempted. It's <laughs> it's the six and one Packers at the seven and zero Cardinals, which is yeah, huge game. Very exciting. Very. Yeah, two two massive offenses that are kind of facing off here. I think, personally speaking, I'm expecting the Cardinals to win, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. Um, I think I would lean to agree with you. Um, I think, in general, um, I I just like Kyler Murray the way he's playing a little bit more. I don't think 
the Packers' defense. I know they only conceded ten points to to Washington, but obviously this is a a drastically different game. The Cardinals have so many weapons um, that Murray can go to. I, I I like this to be not like a like a fifty forty type of game, but I think I think both teams may score in the region of thirty. Um, but I do I yeah I do like the Cardinals slightly. Um, but I think you are probably starting all your Cardinals and all your Packers players. Which wide receiver do you think is going to be the key sort of piece for the for the Packers this week? Um, it's it it is it's it's tough to say, isn't it? I must admit, I know one of our friends in our dynasty league was having a, a similar quandary um, about who to who to go to. Um, obviously, Rogers has, does have that sort of all time connection with Randall Cobb, so maybe he puts out a, a very good performance. You know, he's done it before. Obviously, I know this was years ago. Um, so I would probably lean Cobb, but you know, Lazard's probably not a bad shout. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think you're so used to to Adams being the, the centre of yeah. attention that it's kind of it is hard to to look at the the depth of the team and figure out who is going to be that kind of replacement wide receiver one. I, I think Cobb is a good shout. I think yeah. Um, yeah, but as you say, Lazard obviously is another player that he he's such a boom or bust player as well. He can have great games one week and just literally not show up the next. So yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm not in a position where I have to think about it too much, to be honest, because I, I don't know who I'm going for. But yeah, as, I, oh sorry, sorry to, but as as we're discussing this, I've had the notification through that Lazard is also out. Um, oh really? On the, well, Co- on the Cobb, COVID. I think is the <laughs> so yeah on the COVID list. So it's pretty much Cobb. Um, you know, maybe Tonyan gets a few extra targets as well. He's he's not a bad option, and he's been pretty bad all season, so he could have a. a a slight uptick in production, um, but I think Rogers is going to have to do a lot with obviously not his usual surplus of weapons. Yeah, which is obviously going to affect yeah. their production. Um, next up, we've got the uh, the Bengals against the Jets, which <laughs> if you know, <laughs> oh, God. I think the Bengals with the way they're playing, it's easy win, surely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's always those games where you know you could get caught out. Given how bad the Jets are, I don't think this is one of them. Um, as a Jamar Chase owner, I'm very much looking forward to this matchup. Um, but having seen the Patriots run game as well, you're probably you're probably looking forward to it as well if you've got like Joe Mixon oh, yeah. as well. Joe Mixon. I think, I think Mixon gets a lot of action in this. Maybe you know 25 plus touches. Um, so yeah, Chase Burrow, um, Mixon, you, you're, you're starting a lot. Um, and I must admit, I am starting the tight end CG's armor in a couple of leagues as well because he's he's impressed me these last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's put up some points. He was the one scoring tight end last week, so yeah. uh, definitely not someone to be sleeping on. I think at the minute. Um, yeah, so that's. I don't think there's much else <laughs> to say start, about that. I'm not matchup. starting any Jets players. <laughs> so yeah, one thing to remember, I guess, for any because any British listeners, is it's uh, daylight savings this weekend, so it's not it a is. six o'clock start. So don't forget that if you want to be watching the games you're going to have to be you're going to have to be dialing into red zone an hour early because it'll be five o'clock for us which yeah it's uh not great for me because i believe i am going to be out at a family meal so i'm going to miss the miss the start but uh, that's it and it was (laughs) well we we moved this weekend as well so i've I've not consumed as much football as i want to have recently (laughs) so i've got a real yeah i'm getting i'm getting agitated i need to watch something um so yeah that's uh that's just something to keep in mind um next up we've got the titans against the colts 
uh, obviously Derrick Henry is is an obvious starter on this one. Um, but who 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 else do you think would be a good a good pickup between these two teams, and who do you think is going to win? Um, I, I, you know, I like it. the Titans are a bit of a weird one because obviously the last four games has been a loss to the Jets, and then they've you know they've handily beaten the rest of their opposition with good wins against the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, the Colts have Im- impressed me a little bit. You know, Wentz is actually playing not too bad, but um, yeah, I, I don't think the Colts will. In in a if it is like a shootout or the Titans go up early, that I don't think Wentz can compete with the likes of Henry and obviously AJ Brown. Um, so I think I think I think the Titans win, but you know if you're the Colts, you know Jonathan Taylor's not been on a bad run, so he probably has a decent output. But yeah, I think the Titans win. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. And next up, I think the winner on this one's quite obvious. We've got the six and one Rams against the one and six Texans. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I just keep laughing because it's an, it's going to be. I reckon it's going to be another good week for me. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Yeah, Stafford, yeah, Stafford Cup. You know, obviously, you know Woods. Um, Daryl Henderson's having a, obviously a, a, a pretty good year as well. Um, I know the Texans. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Tyro Taylor could they think he could be back for for Sunday's game, so that might be worth um. That might be worth a watch. Not that I think it's going to make much of a difference, but you know, no. if you if you're desperate for a quarterback, then <laughs> Tyrod might be an option. But yeah, the the Rams will beat them pretty uh, pretty handily. I would have thought. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's much more to say on that one, to be honest. So we'll move on and not not give any Texans fans anything else to cry about. Um, we've got the uh, the Steelers uh, and they're playing the Browns. Yeah, this is. Um, I don't think this will be too exciting. Um, obviously, I mean, they think it's possible that Mayfield could play um, Sunday. That's as of forty minutes ago. So, if if he does, obviously the Browns have got a much bigger bit bigger chance. But they are dealing with a lot of injuries to running backs and receivers as well. So, yeah. and with that, that Steelers defense is is still no joke. So, I, I wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers grind out a pretty. A pretty gritty, low-scoring win here, um, and you know Najee Harris, I think, probably continues his form and sees a lot of touches. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy to see Deontay Johnson back in my lineup as well after missing him last week. That's I think, true. Uh, yeah, you know, with Smith Schuster out, he is, you know, he is someone who can consume more targets, and I, I certainly hope he does. But as you say, it seems that Najee's uh, receptions have have seen Just a bit of an uptick. Up. Yeah. So, uh, so he seems to be the the guy who all those uh, all those booster targets are going to. But as you say, I, I I agree. I think it's going to be quite a quite a difficult one. Two quite stalwart defenses. Um, so it's it's going to be tricky for either team. But without the leadership of Mayfield, I can't see the Browns winning. But we'll see. Uh, and then we've got the uh, this is going to be an interesting one. It's kind of a battle at the lower end. Um, teams here in, in, in the Eagles and they'll be playing the, the only winless team remaining uh, in the NFL which is the Lions um, yeah I, I'd love to be able to give the Lions fans some uh, some, some sort of hope but I, I, it was closer than I thought against the Rams don't get me wrong um, but yeah I, I think the Eagles bounce back here I know they've had a, they've had a tougher a couple of tough games. Um, Hertz has struggled particularly in the passing game, um, which is a little frustrating. But I think this is a decent matchup. He can bounce back. So again, I don't think it'll be too exciting. Um, I expect the Eagles to win, but it'll be you know it'll be within seven points or so. But the Lions lose yet again. 
Yeah, I mean, just a, a quick start in, in that Jalen Hurts is the number two overall quarterback. That's um, crazy, isn't it? In in, in scoring, and he's also the number two overall um, the asset in fantasy. You know, he's he scored That's the most mental. points out of everybody. Yeah, as as a real life quarterback, obviously the Eagles have had the struggles. So it's um, it just goes to show that the, the scoring. Uh, of of points doesn't necessarily directly correlate with the success of the quarterback necessarily. Um, yeah. You know he's he's had a lot of help with with the way he plays. You know as far as fantasy is concerned, he is the his playing technique is the ideal for for good <laughs> yeah. good scoring production. So he is. Yeah, I read a rumor that someone's saying that you know his starting job might be in trouble. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, which you know is is worrying for any any owners of him, especially given the fact that he is being such an ex. You know, he's an excellent uh, fantasy asset. But we'll see what happens. I think with the way things are going, I, I think he's pretty safe. I think it's one of those games where he has to he has to put on a good performance. Yeah, he um, needs this win. He he yeah. really does. And to be honest, I find it hard to see the Lions beating the Eagles in this one, but. The Lions haven't lost by a lot when they in in no. some in some games, you know. Especially think? The, if you think back to the Vikings Lions game, that was just a crazy yeah. upsetting loss for and the Lions. And the Ravens so. as well. Exactly, it I think the. Well, yeah, I think it's the you've got to look at the uh, the zero and seven, and it it, it, it kind of betray, it, it betrays them a yeah. little bit um, because yeah. they're not they're not that bad. Uh, not I'm not saying they're good by any stretch of the imagination, but. They're not that bad, so yeah, no, I agree yeah. With that. I, I don't think the Eagles are going to walk into this and have an easy victory. They're going to have to work for it. But I think if Hertz can can play well and put up a good performance, then yeah, he he needs he needs a bit of a confidence boost. I think. Yeah, I think um, if the I think just it's worth saying. I think if the Lions were to win, I think I think like we said, I think DeAndre Swift has a mad a mad game here. The the Eagles' yeah. defense isn't isn't very good. I mean, Derek Carr shredded them. Um, so yeah, I think Swift's definitely definitely gonna have a good week no matter what. Yeah. Um, Okie dokie. Next up, we've got the Forty ers and they're playing the Bears. Yeah, I must. I'm not not sure what to think of this because obviously, I mean, the Niners are coming off obviously a a fairly rough loss to the Colts, um, in which they were beaten again pretty handily. Garoppolo was quite poor. Um, you know, just above fifty percent of his passes with two picks. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have said that's going to be a tough matchup for the Bears defense with the Bears defense, but obviously, the Bears defense did concede thirty-eight points last week. So, um, Sheesh. Yeah. with Khalil Mack maybe out as well, um, I must admit it's a tough one. This, I think, I'd, I think I'll lean towards the Forty ers bouncing back because I just, as much as I think he is going to be good down the road, I've, I've not been too impressed with Justin Fields. Um, so I think yeah I think this is a decent bounce back game for the 49ers and they they get the win here. Yeah, I I agree with that assessment. Um I think obviously the Bears as well they they don't have have Monty with them so they're relying no. on uh on his backup whose name escapes me for the moment. Khalil but, uh, Herbert. Khalil Herbert, that's, that's the one. Um who to be fair he's been putting he's been up pretty some good. pretty good numbers. I think yeah. he's he's been playing well. Uh, and he's he's obviously been given this opportunity, and he's doing he's doing the best he can with it, and and he seems to be doing quite well. But as you say, a three point game last week is is enough to demoralise any team. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tricky one. The the Forty Nine ers defense is obviously 
pretty good. Um, yeah, they are as well. So Fields is going to have his work cut out for him, but we'll <laughs> see. Um, I, I don't think I'd be surprised if the Bears won. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers won. It's, it is one of those where it could probably go either way, so we'll see how things unfold. Uh, next up, we've got the Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers and the Falcons. I mean, as we have as we discussed, the Panthers were probably the worst team in the league last week, so um, I, the, the Falcons are on a little bit of a roll. They've won, obviously, a couple straight since their bye week. Obviously, the win in London as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Falcons win. Um, the the Panthers' defense wasn't great, you know. Like I said, Danny Dimes had a pretty good performance. Um, and offensively, obviously, you know, Sam Darnold puts in one of his worst performances since he was a New York Jet. So, um, yeah, Falcons win. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting Matt Ryan. I'm starting Cordarrel Patterson. And as we said, hopefully Calvin Ridley has that big, huge game that we're all waiting for. Yeah. He's got it in him. He just he needs to. He just needs, <laughs> just needs to. to happen soon. <laughs> yeah, he really does need to happen soon. Um, next up, we've got the uh, the one and six Dolphins. That surprises me. I, um, I didn't think they were that. I didn't think they'd done that badly. Six, uh, six lost losing streak, isn't it? Yeah, it's not great uh, against the very capable uh, four and two Bills, who uh, obviously coming coming back after that bye week, fully refreshed and ready to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a. I mean, it's a, it's a nice game to come back to this. I think. Yeah, I think the Bills absolutely dominate this. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh Allen, obviously, you know, he'll, he'll do what he does. He'll he'll throw the ball. Um, he'll run the ball. He'll put up 30, 30 odd points. I would have thought in this one. Um, you know, we discussed Tua, and he's been, you know, he's been playing not too bad. But you know, the Bills' defense is also very good. So. If turnovers are an issue, um, yeah, I don't see this one being kind on the uh, on the Dolphins. Unfortunately, I think the Bills win pretty handily. Um, you know, the only sort of dark spot for them is Dawson Knox is out for them, and he's been he's been pretty good these last few games. To be fair, but yeah, Bills win handily, and Stefan Diggs, I assume, is going to have a, a fantastic game as well if Josh Allen does. Yeah, hopefully he's not been he's not been his usual self, has he, Stefan Diggs? He's not kind of burst out of the gates and been the absolute fantastic. Uh, no, he's not. Fantasy asset you've wanted. Uh, just for context, he's down at twenty fourth in. Uh, really, that low? Yeah, oh, PPR. So he's had 15, 16, 12, 18, 8, 23. So he's not really exploded no, he's not as we expect. He's, he's doing a bit of a Keenan Allen, really. Um, oh, don't all... talk to me about Keenan Allen. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just it's crazy how many kind of top top eight wide receivers I would say uh, how yeah, many of them I've are kind of him. outside the twenty sort of top twenty this, yeah. this season. It's it's crazy, um, but hopefully this is again just like with Ridley. This is another game that he has his opportunity to do really well. So um, with a with a bit of luck, he will he'll display his talents. Uh, next up, we've got the Patriots playing the Chargers. And this, you know, this this should be a pretty good matchup. Obviously, Chargers, um, again, similar to the Bills, they're coming off a bye at four and two. Um, hopefully, should be um, should be pretty refreshed. The Chargers did have a very rough game, obviously, against the Ravens before the bye, so they'll want to come out and start hot. I assume um, with Herbert yeah. throwing the ball about. Um, the Patriots are, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots. They're gonna they're gonna try and play defense. Mac Jones won't do anything too spectacularly. Um, and they're going to need to establish the run game, but I, I just think if it does get to 
it, Herbert versus Mac Jones. I, I can't see I can't see the Chargers losing this one. Unfortunately, the, the Patriots have three wins, but it is you know it's two against the Jets, so they're you know they're not they're not their usual <laughs> selves, should we say? So yeah, I think I think the Chargers win, and I think Herbert's probably gonna bounce back in a pretty big way after putting up I think eight or nine points or whatever it was against the Ravens. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Eckler back in action as well. To yeah. be honest, um, big game from Eckler. Yeah, it's it's one that I do feel like the Chargers are definitely more than capable of, of winning this one. And uh, yeah, I think the Patriots are just they, they as you say they played well. They played really well. <laughs> what yeah. a lot of points last week, but, points. <laughs> but it's it is kind of the, the the quality of opponents as well that you have. Yeah, to it's a it's a free well. win, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I think the Chargers the Chargers based on talent should uh, should win this one. Uh, and then we have the Jaguars and the Seahawks. And I guess the way the Seahawks are playing of late, this might actually be a, a fairly tight one, maybe? Yeah, I'm, I must admit, yeah. I'm, I'm going Jaguars win on this. Um, really? Hmm. Yeah, um, I think Geno Smith's played better than I, I thought he would. Um, you know, in, in standing in for Russell Wilson. But um, the, the Seahawks in general, um, without Wilson, are pretty bad. Um, you know they they can't seem to. I know Metcalf had the long touchdown, but they can't seem to get their weapons in the game as easily. Um, as obviously with Wilson, who's got that cannon. Um, the run game's not been too brilliant. Um, the Jaguars played a good game, obviously that you that you attended. Um, and I think you know James Robinson's hit some form. Trevor Lawrence has looked good in his last couple of starts. Um, compared to his first four. Um, yeah, I think the Jags can win this, um, but I don't think it'll be massively exciting for fantasy. Yeah, good assessment. Um, it's a shame the Seahawks are a really exciting team to watch, usually when they've got Wilson uh, yeah. under the under centre. But it just goes to show that you know how how depth is such an important part of the game. You know, if you don't have uh, the the sort of well, why would you have another Russell Wilson sitting on the bench? The <laughs> That'd be very unfair. <laughs> but it's crazy how the you know the Seahawks have relied on Wilson so heavily, and he's never let them down. And then now, when he's off, it just goes to show how much that yeah, that whole franchise relies upon him. Yeah, um, it's a quarterback league, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so next up, we've got Washington against Broncos. Um, Broncos are dreadful. Washington will win. Let's move on. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too happy with the Broncos. The the performance against the Browns was was pretty woeful. Um, we seem to be putting up loads of yards in the in the fourth quarter. By then, the game's already over. Um, Bridgewater's started turning it over. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not too excited about starting any Broncos. Colin Sutton's obviously been pretty solid these last few weeks, but um. It's it, it you know Washington is a relatively tough defense. Um, so yeah, I think Washington wins, and based on the how the Broncos dealt with Dearness Johnson, I think the the um, Washington run game probably has a has a decent day as well. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good assessment there. And then uh, we have the Buccaneers against the Saints. So I guess this is a bit of a revenge game for uh, Mister Mister. Um, <laughs> Mr. Winston. Mr. Winston, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, him him 
playing his old team and seeing seeing Tom Brady as well kind of on the sideline is going to be a little bit frustrating for him because he was in that position not that long ago but I mean as you say he's a roller coaster Winston and uh, it's hard to predict how well he'll do but I think if he brings his best self to this game who knows they might play well but I guess the Buccaneers defense is so so good Mm. Um, you know they're just going to shut down Kamara I think you've just got to focus on Kamara as the main uh, the main part of that offense and and if Winston doesn't have Kamara to lean on then you know are the Saints going to put up a decent decent outing or are the Buccaneers just going to crush them Um, yeah I'm I'm, I'm leaning towards the latter Um, I think the Bucks defense, as you said rightly, is very good. Um, granted, so is the Saints defense. You know they got what I think it's six quarterback sacks against Seattle, and that's what it'll all all be about. You know if they can pressure Brady a little bit, keep the score low, maybe they can do something. Um, but as you rightly said, I think the trouble with the Saints is if you take Kamara away, try and force Winston to make those ridiculous throws that he loves to make, then yeah, I can't. I can't really see anyone but the Buccaneers winning this one, unfortunately. Um, and I think Winston probably has a, a rougher day than um, than he did last week. Yeah, it's not a nice one for him to be going into, is it really? Um, no. So, next up, we've got the 5-1 and one Cowboys against the Vikings, who are at 3-3. Three and three. Um, I mean, what? as a Vikings fan, I would like to say that the Vikings are going to win, but honestly, I just <laughs> feel like the Cowboys are clicking uh, really yeah. well. And I, I know I mentioned last week Trevon Diggs, but Trevon Diggs, with the amount of interceptions, is he on seven now? Eight? Seven. He's like, he's, yeah. he's, like, he's with on two fire. touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but Kirk Cousins has been playing well this season. He's had a level head, so maybe maybe he'll play safely and, and not not throw it away. And I guess, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs left uh, left the Vikings in not the nicest of circumstances and doesn't have the best sort of feeling necessarily back towards Minnesota. So uh, maybe maybe his brother harbours some of that <laughs> resentment as well and it's actually going to kind along. of fire him up <laughs> for the game. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried for the Vikings. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I must admit that, I mean, the Vikings... Um... I think the three and three record it, it it should be high. They have had a couple of a couple of close ones. Um, and as we always say, as much as it pains me to say it, Cousins has done a good job this season. He's you know he's protecting the ball. He's been accurate. Um, he's got weapons. You know Jefferson and and Thielen are fantastic. But yeah, I, I just think you know Dak Prescott on that that Cowboys offense. You know even even Zeke started to cook over these last few weeks. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think the Cowboys um, handle business here and, and and get the win. Yeah, which will take him to six and one, uh, which you know crazy, very very, very good stat there. Um, and then finally we've got the uh, the two and five Giants against the three four <laughs> Chiefs. I mean, if you'd said if you'd said you know before the season started that this game would be a game between two teams who was in records, you wouldn't yeah. have believed it. No, um, I mean the the Chiefs have got to bounce back, right? I don't know what your take is, but that they have to bounce back. They they can't lose to the you can't lose to the Giants. You you can't. No, I yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I am worried. I am worried about the Chiefs. Yeah, it's, I am. It's. I feel like a lot of it is on Mahomes. To be honest, um, I I think that he needs to just. I think he just needs to get back to his old self. I think there's been a level of. He's been riding high on this kind of wave of success for so long. Mm. 
and now he's had a couple of bad games. He's almost mentally just let it get to him, and it, it's kind of he's making throws that he wouldn't have made a year ago. Like he's just he's. But then again, yeah. I was reading a stat saying that the risky throws that he's taken this year are actually fewer than the risky throws he was taking last year. Last year, which which lends itself to you know was there a lot of luck in in the kind of yeah. the ability of the Chiefs that you know those those plays that could have gone either way it could have been an interception. Or it could have been a catch by, uh, you know, the likes of Kelsey or, or Hill. You know, they seem to be going the other way this time, um, which I'd found, yeah. found quite interesting. So I don't know whether it is just luck or whether it is just uh, just Mahomes is, is struggling now. Now that for the first, really for the first time in his career that he's, he's not playing well, uh, can he regain his confidence? Is it a confidence yeah. thing? I think... I think a little bit. It's almost to do with his own, his own image. Like he's, he's, you know, he's known for those spectacular throws. Um, but the issue at the minute is if if he makes one of those and it doesn't come off, that the defense is so bad that by the time he comes back on the field, you know, like we saw it against the Titans, you know, you you're seven down, he comes on the field, not a great drive. And by the time he comes back, they're down fourteen, and then it's just it's just too big of a hole to get out of. So I'm not sure. I don't blame Mahomes fully. I think some of it's got to be to do with the coaching as well. They just need to calm things down a bit. Um, yeah. But the issue the issue is the defense is just so bad that he, he's trying to do everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, there's a lot to be said for for the defense, um, the Chiefs' defense this year. I think. As you say, it can't all be on Mahomes. Like if he's on no. the field more than he, more more often than not, then that's not really his fault. You know, he is getting. I guess the whole offense has been forced into making riskier plays and and more difficult plays because of desperation. They don't mm. have the kind of control that they used to. Um, yeah, you know, they would wait for the opportunity where there was a perfect throw way down the field to Tyreek Hill because they had the. They could they could kind of step back and relax, whereas now it's almost they have to get yeah, to that first down marker. They have yeah. to, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a very different kind of environment for, for all of them, and I think they are struggling. Which uh, yeah, it's not it's not good to see really. Um, I, th- I still yeah, think, I think they th- win, they're going to win, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've got um, to surely. Yeah, they're not going to lose to the Giants, but I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the Chiefs' defense is bad, so I wouldn't be shocked if if the Giants did score. You know you know, a few touchdowns, but um, yeah, the, the Chiefs aren't, they, they can't lose this one. And if they do, serious questions need to be uh, to be asked. Because like, the issue with last week is not only was the defence bad, but, you know, three points for a Mahomes offence is just, you know, I mean, it's out of this world, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's that unbelievable. That can't happen again. No, definitely not. Uh, excellent. So that's the, that's the forecast. I guess it comes to the point of the show where we, we reflect on last week. And both of us are in quite a good mood because we both won this time. Um, <laughs> so, so we'll look back. I, we'll start with me, if that's okay. Fire away, mine and Tom's game. I mean, this was always going to be a close one. Tom was hit by, by Mageddon in the worst way. He <laughs> lost uh, Herbert. He lost Allen. Um, you know, his, his key key focal points of his uh, his team were, were away due to the bye. I have been hit by horrendous injuries. Um, we extended our injury reserve bench to five spots. I need another <laughs> two so that I can fit all of my guys onto it. I'll see what I can um, do. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'll live with it. But yeah, I went down to one starting uh, running back, Joe Mixon. 
um, who didn't put up his best performance last week anyway. <laughs> and then my second running back was Gio Bernard, <laughs> who gave me a lovely <laughs> 2.5 points there. Um, but we've missed out Mahomes with his 5.74. Oh, um, so, so it wasn't a great, great start. Jalen Waddle was a nice little bright spot there with seven, seven catches uh, for 83 yards. Dante Pettis, that was my kind of waiver wire pickup of the Hell week, of really. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I saw that he'd played quite well the week before and no one was really talking about it. Um, he kind of went under the radar a little bit. So I thought, well, you know, obviously the the Giants have been struggling with, with uh, injuries. You know, Tony with his ankle, Golladay with knee and, and then Shepard as well has been out so I thought you know if he is going to be elevated then he'll be a good pickup and sure enough he was he got me a nice 15.54 points Uh, you know I scored 135 Tom scored 130 there was five points in it and without Pettis putting up that level of points I don't believe there was anyone um, no there wasn't Um, there was nobody on my bench who would have given me enough points to win so I, I needed him so I was very lucky that I picked him up Travis Kelsey obviously suffered because uh, Mahomes did, but even even with Mahomes putting up a terrible performance, Travis Kelsey got 13.5. Van Jefferson, uh, another desperation player oh, wow. really for me, but the fact that he got a touchdown really, really helped. Robert Woods, again, uh, two-point conversion helped out there, and he had, he had six catches for 70 yards, which was pretty good too. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, obviously, being my old faithful, he's probably the only player to have not let me down on any week so far. He's <laughs> never, never dropped below, below 20. 20. <laughs> crazy. Uh, Tucker with six, not too great. And then, obviously, the New England Patriots defense was a great one to play against the uh, the Jets. Uh, so I've got 13 points there. And, uh, I mean, Tom's team put up a good performance in spite of the fact that he'd lost a lot of guys. You know, Daniel Jones was pretty good, 17 and a half. Um, Aaron Jones wasn't too great. Uh, Fournette seems to have run to be the RB1 on that uh, Tampa Bay offense and I know we were saying at the start of the season we don't want any kind of shares in any Tampa Bay running backs I think now that the kind of I'm happy to change my mind yeah the mist has cleared a little bit around that and obviously Fournette has he's taken that job hasn't he he's he's the guy to have and yeah he's a good guy for Tom to have usually on the bench but I think he'll be quite a regular feature going forward uh, Tyreek Hill suffered because Mahomes did. That's another reason why I might have won because, you know, if Mahomes had been balling, then Hill probably would have been too. You know, it it would have gone to Kelsey or it would have gone to Hill. Um, <laughs> so so that was another kind of toss of the coin for us both. Michael Pittman, who I've often lauded as kind of a a secret, <laughs> a secretly good, <laughs> quietly good player, he came out with a twenty-one point five points there with. Four receptions for a crazy 105 yards and a touchdown. Um, low production, obviously, stuff. but, well, low low targets, but huge production from him. Uh, Komet f- played all right, 9.3. Yeah, Ayuk, what has happened to Ayuk this year? We all <laughs> thought he was going to be the chosen one, didn't we? And I couldn't have just... been more wrong. <laughs> no, he, I mean, Debo, Debo's leading that, that sort of receiver core, isn't he? And, and Ayuk, one reception... For six yards and one carry for three. It's just, it's like oh, he's God. deliberately been kept out of that offense. It's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, that was a, an unfortunate one for Tom. Uh, Collins from Houston. I mean, would you ever expect him to have a great game? Probably Never even not. heard of him. 
Um, and then we've got Gino, as we discussed, put up an all right performance, but but not the best. Uh, a modest twelve point eight eight. Young Ku, obviously a great great kicker, uh, twelve points, and then the Arizona Cardinals with twelve points. So very tight game between me and Tom. Um, but I'm so glad to have won it because uh, I guess me and Tom were battling for that second place spot. And that victory has given me enough to kind of just leapfrog for the moment, which is great for me. But we were both, it was, it was a battle of two very, very distressed teams, I guess, this week. So we'd both lost a lot of our key, key assets. <laughs> and uh, the guys that we expected to play really well didn't show Did up. So no. tricky one. Um, why don't you go for yours then with your second oh, all-time high God. score, Jack? Talk thank us through God. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, I feel for Alex because he, he would have he would have beaten anyone with his score of 187 uh, this week, apart from me. Um, he had some. It's usually pro- me that's saying that. What yeah. are you doing? What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> it was about time, mate. I was due one. <laughs> um, but he had some good performances. Uh, Joe Burrow, as we mentioned, was in top ten. Deontay Harris, um, sorry, Damian Harris um, for the um, Patriots, 26 points. Um, Adams, 19. Um, Gesicki, 21. Uh, Tua, 26. And the Packers' defence with 18. So he was he got some very good performances. Um, but mine were just better. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Stafford with 27. Kamara with 35. Cup with 38. Chase with 36. AJ Brown with 29. You know, Matt Ryan with an 18 piece. So it was a, yeah, fantastic game. Only person I, I could have really done on my from my bench on my starting lineup was CJ Ozama. If I'd started him instead of Higby, it would have been a an even better score. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm starting to round into some form, um, and we'll uh, we'll see what next week brings. Yeah, I mean that's that's not the score that you'd expect of a team that's two and five, is it really? So uh, you you've done well. I think <sighs> I think sneaky little trades have uh, have probably put you in good stead this year, actually. And I'm I'm kind of expecting a bit of a rally towards the end of the season which is something that you've done before I remember in yeah, uh, regularly you think you've gone 0-7 <laughs> and, and then you, and you seven. yeah which <laughs> is you just seem to be you, you start off slow Jack but you uh, once you're warmed up and get going you're, you're unstoppable um, <laughs> so yeah we'll, we'll see what next week has uh, in line for you um, next up we've got Sam and Lewis which was which was Ooh. the quite a low scoring game again Sam won with 116 Lewis had 108 um, yeah we standout performances on Sam's team Lamar Jackson played pretty well um, despite uh, the loss you know he did put up 23 points Kenyon Drake actually uh, outdid his target predicted score by uh, by over 10 points um, which Big I guess was boosted by the old uh, touchdown there and the three receptions Daryl Henderson had a bit of a disappointing week last week. Um, He wasn't really as involved as he has been up until now, but I'm sure that's something that will change. And and obviously his his kind of value is quite touchdown dependent because he's usually the guy that punches it through at the end. So, you know, we can expect that to return. Uh, AJ Green, uh, nothing of note really. Um, Who have we got next? Uh, Is it Corey Davis? Corey Davis. Uh, Played modestly well. Uh, nice 14.7 score there. Um, then we've got Goddard, who's kind of taken over as the, the primary tight end uh, for the Eagles now. Uh, he he played pretty well. Um, 
unfortunately, uh, Devontae Smith didn't play uh, as well as his target score. And then obviously Julio Jones, as, as we said before, he didn't really show up because no. all the targets were going to AJ Brown. Um, and then we've got we've got a zero scorer here from who Chris on Moore. Who is that? Chris Moore, <laughs> who is uh, plays for the for the Texans. So um, he does. Well, he got he got a twenty three point nine point game the other week, so he's you know he's played well before, but not not this week. Uh, and then we've got Matt Gay with nine, and uh, Miami Dolphins only got five. Uh, we oh we've got a, for Lewis, poor old oh. Lewis. Wentz played okay. Uh, Hubbard obviously covering for CMC didn't quite crack the ten point marker, but. Uh, Good old JT, um, he, he did game. he did all right there, seventeen points. More obviously, we were saying that Carolina didn't really get going, did they? No touchdowns in that game for them, but he still got thirteen points. Calvin Ridley, who should be getting over twenty points, you know, he should be a phenomenal. <sighs> he even got in the end zone and he's still underperformed. Yeah, twelve point <laughs> six. It's how how four catches on ten, on 10 targets. targets. Oh. It's just it's so unlucky there. Uh, Tonyan actually put up a decent performance. He's not been great all year, as you've, as you've said. Uh, Mike Davis, who was a guy that you were talking a lot about preseason, uh, You've not mentioned him recently, and for good reason, I think. He's just... He's just he, been dreadful. He's not been great, has he? But at least this is the first game that he's got under 10. So at least he's had a level of kind of consistently average, but he dropped that ball um, there. Four carries for 10 yards. Oof. Tyler Boyd, as you say, Chase is just gobbling up all those opportunities on that Cincinnati offense. And then Fields with a minus 1.84. Not a great, great day at the office for him there. Oof, two He's fumbles, been... <laughs> three interceptions. He's been... Ouch. Ever since he said, oh, the game wasn't actually that fast, it was quite slow in preseason. He's really, really gone downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, he's... He's not done so well, and I mean, he's been picked quite highly by a lot of a lot of people. You know, people were expecting I'm, him to be a great quarterback, but he has yet to put up a performance that is more than fourteen I'm, points. I'm starting to think it's another one of those classic dreadful Ohio State quarterbacks, like Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Well, I tried to trade for for Fields from Lewis, and I think I offered him a first. Or did I offer him a first? It was something. It was quite a reasonable offer. And, and Lewis declined it, and I'm quite glad he did now. Yeah, I barely he's, offer a third now. He saved me, saved me some embarrassment. I'm glad I ended up with Jalen Hurts. That's all I can say. Yeah. I think I think I'd, I've made out like a bandit with that one. Um, and then he got seven points from his kicker and seven points from the LA Rams uh, defense. So it was quite a low, low scoring game there, um, which uh, which puts Sam up to two and five on the season, and and Lewis then uh, drops down to to four and three. Yes. Um, next up, we've got James, who was playing Kieran. Poor old Kieran again. He's oh. another team, just similarly to me, who's just been absolutely just ravaged by injuries. Uh, and what's happening? With- okay, let's talk a little bit about Miles Sanders. What's going on with Miles Sanders? Like he was, he was an asset to kind of cover yeah. sort of at one time of uh, of his was- career. His first, his first season, his twenty nineteen season. He ended that with a huge bang. You know, he was putting up over 20 points, over 30 points on one of the games. Now we're getting to 2021. He's only been over 10 points twice in the seven games that he's played. It's just crazy. Yeah, he's he's not been he's not been good. He was he was pretty good last year. He, he had an injury early on, but he was he, he ended up being 
been pretty solid, but yeah, it's obviously when when your RB two is letting you down like that, it's it, it's tough to come back from. I mean, I could have given him Gio Bernard, and he'd have only done slightly worse. <laughs> and uh, I Off guess Josh. Ja- <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'll be. I, I think I will be met with a resounding no way. Uh, but I might try it. Uh, obviously, Kyla Murray, twenty-two points, quite good, but not as much, not as high as we'd expect him to be. I guess. Um, no one. The interception didn't help. I suppose without that, no. he'd, he'd probably have clocked over the twenty-six points if he'd finished the drive. Um, Josh Jacobs played pretty well. Um, Brandon Cooks, uh, 7.1, not great. There. Zero. No, no distance, really. And then zero from Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Hooper, only 6.2. Um, Henry Ruggs, just a, a 7.1. Uh, that was another player that I'd, I'd spoken to Kieran before this week, knowing how many uh, players out I had. And I tried to, to pilfer... Well, not pilfer. I tried. I tried to give a second round pick for Henry Ruggs. I'd have taken that. And uh, Kieran was he was playing coy. He wanted to think about it, and I didn't have time to let him think about it. So I just thought, oh well, he's obviously not not interested enough. Otherwise, he'd have bitten my hand off. And uh, that's when that's when my attention has turned to Dante Pettis, who more than doubled the score of Henry Ruggs. So I think again, the universe was smiling upon me. I was trying to do too many things, and uh, really, I should have just trusted the waivers. Um, then we've got uh, Anderson with a four point four, not great. And then Sam Donald, as you say, a Jets level performance of two point four four. Elliot of the of the Eagles, two points, just two, two uh, extra points there. And uh, the Seahawks nine. So uh, yeah, it was not not well, a great yeah. day for Kieran. Eighty points overall, which not many double know. digits there. That's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No one above ten apart from Jacobs and Murray. It's yeah. It was a it was a bad bad week for Kieran, unfortunately. So that puts him down at two and five. James had a had a reasonable reasonably good week. Uh, Winston obviously not too great, fifteen point eight eight, but still serviceable. Uh, he started. Malcolm Brown for the uh, for the Dolphins, 1.9. Which, Interesting shot. Yeah, I mean, let's have a look at his bench. I guess there's not nice. really, yeah, there's not no really any other options, <laughs> is there? Uh, so he made the best choice with what he had, because uh, otherwise he'd have been 0.5 points lower. Um, then we've got... <laughs> And we've got Swift too, obviously, as we were we were just Mammoth. singing his praises, weren't we? He's just he's just so good, um, and yeah, that that f- over forty yard touchdown, um, you know, you can't go wrong with that nice little extra point. And then Terry McLaurin, another another fella who got a, a touchdown of over forty yards. So um, great, great to, to start Terry this week. Um, Jacoby Myers, uh, yeah. not too great. Tremble. I don't know if I know this guy as well. Tight end for Carolina Panthers. Oof, I've not Tommy really, Tremble. Not really mentioned him before, but don't look like we will. Points. No, I think he'll probably stay in the uh, in the kind of the latter the latter pages of of the book of decent players. Um, then we've got uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Not who, bad. Yeah, nineteen points. Nice little performance there. He's been playing well as Hollywood Brown. I think a lot played, of people yeah. were, were were sleeping on him. He's the number five wide receiver. On That's the year. mental. It is. He's beating the likes of Keenan Allen, uh, who else? Who else is a, a decent wide receiver that we all thought would be doing incredibly well? Who's beating? I guess 
Well, Alan Robinson, he's oh, another yeah. guy who we thought would be doing really well. We yeah, said he'd be top 12. Marquise Brown is, is the guy. Uh, Colton Sutton, who played, again, serviceable performance of 11 points. Carr, who we always say is a bit of an underrated quarterback, hit 19 points, which is, again, pretty damn good. Um, and then we've got six points from the kicker and five points from the Cleveland defense. So it was it was all in all a, pr- a pretty average week, really, for James. But obviously, average was enough to beat poor old Kieran, who... Um, Dreadful yeah. would have been enough as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to rub it in too much. Poor, poor old Kieran. Um, and then finally, I'll let you... Take yeah, this one. Yeah. We've got we've got a slightly higher higher pointage uh, matchup here, which is Elliot, who, uh, as we say, has a filthy team against Rohan, who's suffering with the loss of Russell Wilson thrown to his two uh, Seahawks, Seahawks wide receivers. receivers. Yeah, um, obviously. So Elliot came out on top on this one, one seventy three to one fifty nine. Um, both teams' quarterbacks played pretty well. Brady for Rohan with a 24-piece. Rodgers with a 24-piece for Elliott. Um, Derek Henry for Elliott, relatively pedestrian, 16 points. Um, we expect much higher from him. And he threw a touchdown pass, which you don't see no, every, you don't see that every week. <laughs> um, um, Hopkins and Godwin both put up good performances for Elliott with 18 and 26, respectively. Um, he did start two tight ends this week, Fant and Henry, um, with 9 and 10, respectively. And then, as we talked about, Debo Samuel with another 100-yard performance. Um, Crazy. Ryan Tannehill, very good as well. 19.4 in that big, big win. Um, and 13 points from his kicker. So, fantastic stuff there. Um, on the flip side, Rohan Brady did well. Running backs, not so much. Um, starting Williams for Casey and Collins for the Seahawks. Um, Metcalf caught the deep ball, but that was about it. He only had two catches. Um, Mike Evans, 31. And as we said, Kyle Pitts with 24. Um, Zach Wilson, dreadful again. Obviously, he did go out with an injury, but two points really doesn't help you. And then one of his highest scorers of the week, the Buccaneers defense with a 24-point performance. (laughs) Wow. With with three points allowed, three interceptions, four sacks, three fumbles um, forced, and two recovered. <laughs> um, poor old Justin Fields is all I can say to that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tight game, and like like you said, I think the the way to sum it up is if if they had if they had Russell Wilson, I, I believe Rohan probably would have won this matchup. Yeah, I think I think he would as well. It it would have been a hell of a lot closer, that's for sure. Um... I mean, there was only, what, 14 points in it? Only so, 14, yeah. So it's not a lot. Um, yeah, I think Brown's team is is very good. It just He just it relies on, well, I guess the Seahawks. If the Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have good weeks, Rohan He's has beating everyone, week. yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of the way it works. I guess his quarterback situation for his QB2 is, is not, well, it's less than ideal, isn't it, really? <laughs> um, I mean... Yeah, there's not much more to say on that one. I know we often say that going for that second QB spot in Superflex is so important, but when you've got the likes of Case Keenum and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Zach Wilson to, to choose from, you, you're kind of struggling a little bit there. But yeah, I mean, I, I imagine Ron's probably going to to a quarterback in, in the draft next year and you can probably so. strengthen up on that position. 
Um, but I think that's that's what he's that's what he's missing really, from my opinion. Uh, if he had a decent QB two, I think he'd be he'd have a very scary team, especially mm. when Wilson's Agreed. up and active. So yeah, uh, so a three and four record for Rohan there with a six and one for Elliot. So Elliot remains at the top of the scoreboard, um, which much to my frustration, but uh, ah. he's. He's not too far ahead of me now. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly... Well, he's only staying one win ahead, which is which is exactly where I need him. Um, so, I guess we'll have a quick little review of next week's matchups. Uh, I'm playing James, and I'm getting my boys back next week. I'm so excited. I've got Eckler returning, Stefan Diggs returning, Deontay Johnson returning. It's Yeah, it's going to be a good week. And then, obviously, the, the Chiefs are playing the Giants, which is, gives me some hope as well. So my predicted is 193.9 at the Jesus minute. Jesus Christ. James's is 162.8. So yeah, I'm hoping for a big big game from some of my boys. As we say, I think Stefan Diggs is due a, a decent decent game. 100%. Um, so I'm hoping that that happens. Um, do you think Barkley will be pay, playing next week? I think people are expecting that he might. Apparently he's been working working out with the trainers on the sideline today. So um, that's, that's a good sign. But I think it's... It's a bit of a toying cost, isn't it, really? I don't know if it's a certain thing that'll be playing. Yeah, I mean, I think even if he does, I would imagine he's got to be limited in some aspects, Um, especially if the Chiefs get out to a lead. Why why on earth would you waste Barkley and risk him getting injured again? So I'm not expecting too much. No, no, true. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of... That's a big player for for James, though, as to whether he plays or or doesn't play. I guess will will impact his predicted quite highly. But as you say, if it's his first game back after that horrible sprain, then uh, he's probably not going to be his his usual self. No, even if he is playing against the uh, the Kansas City defense. Uh, and then you have you, oh, well, yeah. you're playing Sam, and you're predicted to absolutely run away with this one. One hundred three point four six. You're predicted. Uh, to Sam's ninety nine point one, so he's expected to double Sam's score. But I guess looking at Sam's team, he he's got a few players set. to fill in. Yeah, he's not quite set his lineup. Obviously, QB one Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, he'll come out for Lawrence, I would guess. Um, and then obviously he's got to find an RB one as well. But I'm um, you know especially again with the matchups, I'm expecting a fairly comfortable win again. Uh, I'm, I, I should be better than two and five records. Um, I believe I'm currently the third highest scoring team behind yourself and Elliot. Uh, yes, that is correct. Um, but I'm starting to find some form. You know, Matt Stafford Cup, they've got good matchups. Um, AJ Brown's got a good matchup and Jamar Chase has got a good matchup. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too concerned this week. No, I think it should be a comfortable win. Uh, and then next up, we've got Kieran playing Alex. And it looks like these guys... Also haven't necessarily set the lineups, <laughs> but again, Kieran unfortunately is suffering from from injuries to key positions, so he's going to find it hard to uh, to replace uh, some players. Yeah. Although I think he's currently he has Donald in his QB in his superflex spot. I imagine that'll be Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, get that shifted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one. But Alex is predicted, yeah, one one six to to hundred. So it's slated to be a low scoring one but I'm just having a look at Alex's team now to see who who he needs to put back in Yeah, Chubb might be back potentially Um, apparently he's hopeful to return so that would be a a huge boost boost. 
Um, yeah, I guess he's the main the main piece of the puzzle that wants to return. And then we've obviously CD Lamb will be playing for for, for Kieran, who's that'll be a big one. Who's been who's been playing really really well this season. And Odell Beckham might be returning as well um, to help out as well. So so yeah, Kieran does actually have some decent decent looking guys on his bench who can fill in. So it'll be interesting be to see what the what the predictions are. But yeah, I think it is going to be quite a quite a close fight between the two of them. Um, and then next up, we've got Tom against Elliot. So this Ooh. is this is another Clash of the Titans here. I'll let you cover this one off. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's just a host of fantastic players. You know, Tom's getting his you know his Josh Allen's, his Justin Herbert's back um, versus Elliot, who's got Rogers, Dalvin Cook coming back, Derek Henry, OBJ, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel. Um, Tom on the flip side, you got Tyreek Hill, Fournette, who we said is doing fantastically well at the minute and is as established as the RB1. Um, I mean, it, it's it's predicted to be a high score in one, and I think that's probably the way it's going to be. Um, it's just going to be whose who's big guy doesn't underperform, I think, in this one. You know, if you have a, a Josh Allen who doesn't perform or Tyreek doesn't perform again, then that's going to tilt the match up one way or the other, I think. Yeah, and as we say, I think we want... Well, I'm wanting to have a nice big game from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, I guess guess from my perspective, a, a loss to Elliot's always always good to me because it just pulls him back yeah, a little drag bit. drag everyone down. That's it. It makes it a more <laughs> level playing field, so I am I am rooting for Tom on this one. Um, but it's... it's uh, Yeah, I mean, these, these two currently are my closest opponents with, you know, one's a five and two like me and the other's a six and one, so... It'll just, as I say, level the playing field. If we all, if me and Tom win our matchups, we're all kind of sitting on six and six and two. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big one. It's uh, it's exciting to to watch it. And I think Tom, obviously coming off uh, a very narrow loss to me, will be looking to not get a narrow loss to Elliot because they're <laughs> always be the worst. They're the worst. You know, a big loss, you kind of, you're like, well, that was terrible. And, and you kind of just get over because you knew there was no way to win. But it's when, you, when you're when losing by 10 or fewer points, it's just so frustrating. You know, one one touchdown uh, or, you know, yeah, well, basically, yeah, in most cases, it's just one one or two touchdowns can really been, change things I've forever. been there three times this season. <laughs> it's not fun, is it? It's not fun at all. Um, and then what finally we've lost? got Lewis against Rohan uh, again as we were saying Rohan's struggling a little bit with the loss of uh, Wilson when is Wilson slated to return actually I've not I've not checked I'm, I'm sure you'll well, know because he's be well he was your QB I mean it, it was originally supposed to said to be six weeks wasn't it um, da, da, da. so he could, obviously he got popped on IR which is a three week um, or if it's minimum three weeks but the latest reports are he could return as soon as first eligible so hopefully not not too much longer I think that would okay. be, an, he'd miss this week and then possibly return the week after, I think that would mean. So if he comes back, obviously, uh, Rohan's in a good spot. Um, for now, he's going to have to deal with, with Geno Smith um, throwing to, to Metcalf and Lockett, which isn't great. But then Lewis is also struggling a little bit as well. Um, you know, CMC down, Ridley underperforming, um, Mike Davis, who I just hate at the minute, <laughs> Justin Fields, you know, if he gets another negative performance as well, it really does kill you. Um, he Fields could or all... Bridgewater? That's the question. That's, 
it's a tough call because honestly, I'm I'm not a fan of both, and that's coming from a Broncos fan. So, but he does have Amari Cooper coming back who he could slot in. Um, so I think I think it'll be a close game. But I just when you look at Rohan and he's got you know your Mike Evans, your Kyle Pitts, Adam Thielen's had a good year. Tom Brady, I think, will probably have a good line against New Orleans. So I think Rohan probably edges this one. Yeah, it'll be a. I think it'll be a close one. Um, but yeah, I think Rohan might just have the advantage there. So again, that's another one that'll level the playing field. They'll uh, the both get everyone to five hundred. So that gets me right back in the game. Yeah, I mean, you can you can catch up. We, we've not got anybody who's really. I guess Elliot, obviously six and one is is obviously a great score, but no one is truly running away with it. We don't have anyone unbeaten. Um, you know, everyone has has lost at least a game, which which bodes well, I guess, for us all. You know, no one is, no one's a tank uh, this, no. this season, which which is good. Um, so yeah, that's that's next week. So yeah, I guess all we have left to, to do is look forward to the games ahead, and uh, as you say, maybe stay up and watch that fantastic, uh, that oh, fantastic matchup that's that's going to be gifted to us with the Packers at the Cardinals. So um, yeah, I, I may I may have to try and stay up for that one. <laughs> We will see. Um, but yeah, any kind of final words of wisdom? Any any secret little waiver wire pickups that you might want to want to say if anyone's got a late waiver Thursday morning waiver that you'd potentially suggest? Or um, I think I mean like like I've alluded to earlier. I think one guy who, and I'm not sure if this is just because my leagues aren't they're just not very you know they don't pay much attention. But you know CJ Zama, I picked up in three or four leagues and I think if Burrow continues to play well I think I think he's certainly going to be a part of that offence um, so I think he's certainly worth a pick up um, obviously by now running back and receiver waivers are pretty thin um, if you can still get him um, Devontae Booker for the Giants is guaranteed touches um, yeah. and one for the Eagles as well I've liked the look of Kenneth Gainwell um, he's still available in, in a decent amount of leagues I believe I think he's, let me just double check he's, he's rostered in 58% of leagues so I think Gainwell's someone who, who I'd definitely look at as well Very good, thank you very much So, good luck everyone with your matchups this week and we will see you next time <laughs>